1: Yet another rendezvous, yet another episode of the Inside Line F1 podcast. This is a brilliant, brilliant race, you know. Everybody looks forward to going on uh, the Meccas and the Madinas of the world and, and doing the Char Dams if you're an Indian. But yes, if you're a Formula 1 lover, you're a racing lover... You have to have to dream of Silverstone. You have to picture yourself in that single-seater going into the maggots and the beckets and coming out with all that speed. Slightly under-shifting and then just carrying the rear of the cars. Just outside, I'm getting too emotional about this. Okay. uh Pral Shah is making a face and laughing. I'm su- I suppose I've gone wrong technically somewhere. But yes, Silverstone doesn't go wrong. It's a story. It's a painting. It's a race that everybody waits for.
0: Yes, and it's a race. That's now been around for 50 years, Rishi.
1: 50 years, that's half a century. Raise the bats, oh Silverstone. Bow down, oh great warrior. Formula One is here to salute you. So is Rishi Kapoor and Kunal Shah. You said raise the bats and that brings me a
0: very interesting analogy. Yes. For all the listeners who follow cricket. Yes. So Silverstone is to Formula One. Uh Is what the Lord's Cricket Ground is to cricket.
1: Absolutely correct, my friend. Silverstone has new corners. Formula 1 has new rules. Formula 1 has new things that might upset us. So, the new rule that says is, whenever there's a safety car period next year, cars will come to a halt, come back to the starting grid, start the race again in the order they were on the track. Firstly, now my first thing is, A, there are too many rule changes in Formula 1, which is already a very complicated sport to understand. I'm fed up of the rule changes, (laughs) (laughs) Vishid. this just shows how desperate Formula 1 and all its people are. You know, I suspect and I get this feeling that mm-hmm.
0: suddenly there is this wave of insecurity mm-hmm. amongst all the key stakeholders of Formula One. Mm-hmm. The TV figures have dropped 10%, which is pretty significant if you're
1: at- attracting half a billion people. Rules keep changing, changing, changing. And this stupid rule, I'm sorry, I'm quoting it as stupid. It doesn't uh, allow you to, to, to save the waste la- wasted laps if you see those cars going around and around, just because uh, the lap cars have to come back on the same lap and you know, all of that. It's, it's, it's pretty confusing, like you are also confused.
0: But let me, let me put it this way. Mm-hmm. We are really going to miss seeing drivers restart a Formula 1 race. To me, that was the most, most challenging thing that a driver could do. You know, when you hold the field back and you are constantly weaving your tyres and mm-hmm. then you suddenly accelerate only to decelerate again. Mm-hmm. That, to me, used to be characterising safety car restarts. We're going to have no more of that. And I just fail to understand how bringing in restarts is
1: possibly going to attract more television. What also happens is, as the fans put it, and, and as the lesser informed fans put it, they really like to see the start of a race. And when they see it two, two times or three times or how many other times behind the safety car, they would really like to see that excitement again and again and again. Now, while I like that, I don't like the fact that still they have to circulate for those four or five laps, for those to get those lap cars behind them. All they had to do was stop the race there and there, go back to the starting grade and just save those five laps. Absolutely.
0: I mean, it's a very interesting suggestion. I hope somebody from the FIA WMSC is listening to my man, Rishi Kapoor. Woohoo! Okay. But, but Rishi, I'm going back, you know, is this, is this the time when the vulnerability of Formula 1 could be misused by, say, a Formula E that's coming mm-hmm. up in the next couple of months? Mm-hmm. Could it be IndyCar? I mean, they don't really go global. Okay. But is this a time when someone else and some other series could actually come and snatch Formula 1's tagline of being the fastest sport in the world? I mean, actually, it's the best marketed sport. Mm -hmm. But is this the time somebody else could come and claim the mantle?
1: It's also, you know, interesting thing is none of the other sports, including cricket, football, other forms of racing, have so many rule changes so often. So it's consistent uh, with the observer, with, with, with the consumer. Uh, and let's not forget, um, Formula E is having some interesting shots that we saw of the Mahindra Racing team and uh, Karun Chandogh and, and the steering wheel looks really cool and <laughs> the Big Ben in the background and some donuts that we see. Absolutely. We'll put some shots up on our, our news feed for people to see what you're talking of. Another big news coming away. Lotus to Mercedes. Yes, McLaren is going to be shifting to Honda engines. McLaren might just be shifting to Alonso. But... Before that, Mercedes has one more supplier. The Mercedes engine is cheaper, more powerful than the Renault engine. Lotus needs it as bad as you think. Yeah, I'm sure. As
0: long as they can afford it. I mean, with the Maldonado millions, they possibly can. <laughs>
1: the but I'm, I'm
0: really I'm really confused. I mean, are you sure it's cheaper? I'm sure it's more powerful and more reliable. But I'm, re- I'm really concerned if it's cheaper. I mean, why wouldn't Red Bull then move to Mercedes
1: engines themselves? Match behind that is being the customs team and being being the first in priority. And Lotus anyways True. knows that they would not get that from Renault. So This also helps us
0: quash those rumors that Red Bull are going to build their own engine. That's never going to happen. Let's remember they're going to only build energy drinks, which you and I will consume. But never an engine we'll
1: put in the front of our hatchback. They might just realize that Red Bull as a drink doesn't give any engine wings. The other counterpart of Mercedes, the McLaren team... Telling that Button isn't trying hard enough. Just when Kevin Magnussen has one good race, they overlook what Button was doing and they come up with some bullshit saying, Button has to try harder. We're not so sure of 2015. Why can't you just come out in the open and say, we are talking to Alonso, Like, everybody knows it. Yeah, but that's typical Ron
0: Dennis's way, isn't it, Rishi? Uh-huh. I mean, uh-huh. you know, put these... Uh, you got to put two and two together and you'll know what he's up to. <laughs> but like you said, you know, Jensen Button is, has been a great performer, mm-hmm.
1: okay, and... Maybe, man, just maybe, Kevin Magnussen has actually given him a wake-up call. Well, you have an Alonso that's looking around and is available. You cannot ignore that. You cannot ignore the fact that Silverstone has a lot of history. Uh, Silverstone has the most famous corners. Silverstone has some very interesting videos if you've seen Michael Schumacher crash. In in a season that he was anything but certain to become championship for the first time with Ferrari, he crashed in a race, broke his leg and then came back later only to help his teammate come second in the Ah. championship. Uh, oh, yes, well, he, he did give up his Malaysian Grand Prix victory for Eddie Irvine. Yes, he did, yes, he did. Very interesting race, that one. That's the first Formula 1 race I ever saw, so always my favourite. Uh, Vettel's uh, incident with Mark Webber, I remember, when uh, Red Bull was carrying only two sets of front wings, uh, which were updates, and uh, Vettel crashed his, so they gave Mark Webber's front wing to we- Vettel. And the then... famous saying that not bad for a number, number two. 2 driver. Well, well, <laughs> well, who is going to cross the line... In front of the other. This is going to be between the Mercedes teams. But who is it going to be? Nico or Lewis? And let's not forget Nico won the la- race last year. Yes, he did. And you know, again, a very interesting
0: comment coming in by Lewis. Mm-hmm. Where he's mentioned that Nico was always sure he'll get into Formula 1. Mm-hmm. So, another psychological uh, warfare that we'll see. And I'm I'm somewhere convinced that probably Nico is stronger in the mind than on the pedals than
1: Lewis Hamilton is. Kunal and I are absolutely convinced that... Yes, in the race pace, both are very, very evenly matched. Rosberg is slightly better on tyre management. But when it's come, when it comes to qualifying, Lewis still has about 0.2, 0.3 somewhere in his kitty that he's not actually revealing to Nico Rosberg. And what Damon Hill says, and this is typically British, that drivers shouldn't share information. Ever since telemetries come, you can see the other guy's report card so clearly that you actually know where to brake and how to accelerate. And Kunal was just explaining to me how not revealing the information could be a more of a challenge.
0: Yes, see, back in the days, Rishi, mm. telemetry wouldn't tell you what the driver would do entering a corner. Correct. What is his brake pedal pressure, his steering angle, what is his throttle position, etc, etc. Mm. Now what happens is with telemetry, people would know and say for example in this case, the, the Mercedes team would know exactly what Lewis is doing at a particular corner and why he's quicker. Those telemetry maps are then made available to Rosberg to go and replicate what Lewis is doing. Now, of course, this is all hearsay. We don't know whose maps are exchanged with who. Mm-hmm. But it is far easier in today's day and age of modern Formula 1 to actually follow a driver through and through than it was previously.
1: That also makes me believe that they are going to be sandbagging laps more and more <laughs> and more in number as the season progresses. But Rishi, I'm very glad that you and I still share our notes before
0: we get onto the... <laughs>
1: not been sharing that girl's number with me. You are holding (laughs) back information, Kunal Shah. (laughs) (laughs) That is all for this episode of Inside Line F1 Podcast. You can write to us and a lot of people have been doing that. If you have uh, any other information that we don't and you want us to share it, we (laughs) are always welcome. But before we sign off. Yes, yes, I know. The The predictions. The predictor for me is... Oh, God, this is tough. I don't know why I get a feeling Lewis's luck is going to come back to him. In, in, in... I have a feeling it's going to be Rosberg all the way. Rosberg, in his
0: mind, is already possibly winning Silverstone. And that's what matters.
1: Fantastic. Who's third?
0: Ah, interesting. I really think... I don't think the Williams are going to do as well mm-hmm. on, on a heavy downforce driven circuit. Mm-hmm. Maybe a McLaren. Maybe a Sahara Force
1: India. Maybe a Ricciardo. Maybe a Ricciardo. Whatever it is, you'll get to know. Because there's a Sunday and there's a Monday. So Sunday's race, Monday's inside line F5.
0: Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film Powder Donut. <clears throat>